0: dads and who are the sons <laughs> you decide oh here at the God. super buddy hop super podcast dads and sons spectacular show
1: uh, wow it took me a minute i was like what is
2: he doing i thought he was <laughs> like
1: well, this is going for a long time
2: i thought he was like chiming himself in like i thought he was like giving himself that like that it reminded me of the Mario Kart 64, like when you win the Grand Prix, and that's like, bah, 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 bah. and I was like, is he, is he, re- is this like a his own theme song? Is he, has he gone I that the Comcast far? Comcast is
1: breaking you, breaking you out, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's getting that bad to the point where my
0: Comcast Xfinity fun breaks just like completely break all of my digital communications down into Morse code. Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. Wait, the we've one done podcast this, pa- where, where you can get everything wrong. Right, right. I did it in Morse code. But here I'm, you know, translating for, oh, uh, okay. for, for the, well, I can't say international listeners anymore. So we've been doing this bit where we do different languages. This is, this is the extreme, the end of it. So, so we've, we've, we've operated on the, the assumption that we're like, uh, trying to culture our audience, you know, educate them. So if, if, if we're doing Morse code this week, then what are we trying to do? We're trying to. We're trying to save our listeners' souls. Well, fun That's story. That's what we're trying to do.
2: Fun story. Someone came up to me at bits of it and told me my French was terrible.
0: Ah, uh, they nice. probably were correct. Yeah. Nice.
2: Because of that introduction.
0: Did I ever tell you guys about the time I was at MomoCon and someone came up to me and told me to never try a rhyming video
2: again? <laughs> <laughs> was it a mirror? No. Oh,
1: my. Fu- no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. A, a, a random person came up to you and told you that well not a random person the uh the
0: uh, statistical pool was narrowed down by the momocon demographics but it was a fan in momocon <laughs> who recognized me and it was like oh hey george i like your stuff by
1: the way never try to rhyme again he said it jokingly right he because if you said it real i hope because i
2: thought that, i thought that video was genius Well, Well, I I guess of course you
1: did, George. You want me to handle him for you? I could, I could handle him. What? No. (laughs) I mean, those are fucking words, man.
0: I don't hate him for it. I'm not. I'm not offended. I just think it's funny. It's a funny story because people don't usually say that. I don't. It's not like he like kicked my dog or anything.
3: (laughs) Almost. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah you birthed a child <laughs> And he just like s- sat on it Laid a nice fart <laughs> on his face Oh my god That's probably what this we he, he did
2: you He your, aborted s- any idea in your brain of a second one?
0: Oh my god that's You guys are like Stepping on on child abuse and, and, and abortion here at the Dad and Sons podcast we're uh, we're real edgy you know we're 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 we're, we're controversial um, independent free thinking minds who say whatever the hell we want to say with no regards for the
1: consequence that's right I said it very conservative
0: we speak yeah.
2: fifty different languages and we transcend barriers <laughs> so um you guys want to tell stories about video games sure
1: sure. Matt's not
2: played anything. (laughs) Well, Matt and I
1: Labo. Yeah, we
0: played with something, and uh, I had I had Matt over the other day. I'm doing a video on Nintendo cardboard on Nintendo Labo cardboard. did we decide if it was pronounced Labo or Labo? Labo.
2: I I was gonna I was gonna chime in saying I'm loving the fact that you guys have corrected yourselves and doing it correctly.
0: I but mm, I'm Labo and then
1: O at the end Labo.
0: It's labo.
2: labo, like Laboratory. It's
0: Labo. Yeah, and when I see Labo, for some reason the vowel at the end of that very short short word has me wanting to say
2: Labo. Did I just it, say it? Did I just say Labo? You said it twice now. God yeah. damn it, George. You said
0: okay. LABO. every time you twice. say?
2: It, it reminds me of it reminds me of Gabo from The Simpsons.
0: I'm doing a video on Nintendo Labo, So I bought the variety kit for seventy dollars. I <laughs> put I thought I said it that time. I put them together over over the course of the week. I did I did some of them with, with the girlfriend, uh, most of them alone. But when you build your little yeah. RC car, and the RC car is the tutorial one. That build <laughs> takes like 10 minutes. The other ones take hours. But uh, they give you an extra spare one so you can have like RC robot battles with your friends. So I got my visual over here. We recorded some footage of us playing with the stuff. And I think you were... Not very impressed, Matt. You, you
1: sounded... Wait, wait. Um, okay, first you, you, you got me the, the fishing pole. And I was like, how? The, like, I don't know. I just... Hmm. The, the first... The fishing the, pole is very neat. It's very neat. I was I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, you move it from side to side and it actually swings the stick. And it looks yeah. like it's going into the switch. Like you see a string on the screen that bobs and weaves with the string dangling around in real life. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. And I was like, oh, this is this is cool. And then after you kind of get, you know, past the honeymoon phase, you kind of get like how they're doing it. But like in the beginning, it was really cool. And then I went down in the deeps to try to catch a shark that um, basically, I think I might break went straight that for the final boss. Yeah. Like if, if is, I were uh, to catch something that deep into it, like if people don't know the fishing game, you could go like really, really deep into the water. And All those fish are a lot harder to trench, to pull up, and um, you kind of have to wheel it in really fast, or I don't, I don't know. Wheel it with
0: the actual reel too. That, that,
1: that's neat, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna break that cardboard. I'm gonna break <laughs> it. I'm going to freaking break it. Like I was doing it. I was like, oh, I might break <laughs> this if I go any faster here. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm wondering if uh, you know putting it
0: together because Matt didn't build the fishing rod. Yeah, he showed up after the fishing rod was complete. But the fishing rod... I was going to say,
2: isn't some of the magic lost if you haven't built it yourself?
0: Yeah, that's that's what it was like. Like, I put together this fishing rod for a couple hours. <clears throat> it has, like, complicated moving parts, little sound effect tabs that slap against other tabs that make clicking noises as you reel an actual rotating spool of um, string in and out of a spring-loaded... Coil that that pulls at your fishing rod with like some tension. The fishing rod itself is like extendable and retractable, and uh, and and after putting it together for an an hour and a half and like fully knowing and understanding each individual part <clears throat> of this complicated contraption and. Um, uh, having having an intimate uh, knowledge of just how fragile and strong the thing is, Matt picks it up, starts slinging it all over the room, dumps his <laughs> soda all over it, sits <laughs> down on it, starts starts folding the creases in the opposite direction of where it's supposed to go, and then shrugs
1: and says, Oh, I guess it's just cardboard after all. Oh, <laughs> That's the like more, not more than a day of fun. Like, it's like, you know, you... It's like Legos, you know, you, you, build, you build the helicopter, you don't, you don't hey. go around like tossing it around. You're just like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool, I built kid, that. If you're a kid,
2: you do. And then you break it apart and then you build something else. Like, if, that's yeah, not- if you're... Okay. Matt, come on. It would have been more than one day of fun had you not broken it.
0: No, no, Matt didn't break it. He was just like a little more, I think, skeptical towards
1: the idea. Because well, you're paying $75 for cardboard.
0: Well, I have uh, 70 flat and well, 69.99 technically.
1: <laughs> no, no, no tax no, on that. Uh, good old Georgia. Seven, seven percent. Fine.
0: Okay. And um, <laughs> so the other thing is that there's a lot in there like you you say there's a day of fun and then it's not worth 70 dollars but when you total up the amount of time it takes to build everything with the piano being the bulk the piano i think was a three and a half hour effort total it it still adds up to about 10 hours like 10 to 12 hours of quote unquote i don't want to call gameplay, so i'll just call it play you got about 10 hours of play in there you create peripherals you create alternate controllers that you play like weird genres of games with like a fishing game that involves an actual fishing rod controller, a motorcycle game that has little handlebars you strap to your chest and <clears> lean into your turns with, and um, the RC cars, like like I mentioned earlier. There's there's a house that you build that it's also one of the more complicated, longer ones. Well, I mean maybe the easiest of the complicated, longer ones, but that one is like the less impressive mini game. It's like a digital pet sort of thing. You build a house and. When you slap your Switch in the house, there's a little pet in there that you can feed and drown to death and torture and abuse. Wow, wow. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, Nintendo Labo gets dark, but you also didn't get to see the garage mode, where you program your own cardboard. There's a mode that actually uses, like, almost Unity-style visual programming, where you slide nodes of input back and forth on a grid to one another with, um... Inputs being things such as touching the screen, shaking a Joy-Con, but uh, there's there's also, like, Labo-specific inputs. Like, if a Joy-Con camera sees an IR sticker, you can do a certain output. So I created a um, recreation of the classic Simpsons sketch, Man Getting Hit by Football, in which I made a little cardboard cutout man, which the box comes and includes with, threw a sock at him, and, and I got the switch to make an old man grunting noise whenever this thing gets hit um and then i created a fully functional spooky ghost with a fully functional spooky in which i got some beer cases and started Mm -hmm. like cutting out little ghosts and stick figures and uh set up the ir stickers in a way so that if one of the stick figures sees the ghosts or technically if the ghost sees the stick figure (laughs) uh it creates another scream and they topple over from vibration it's cute and there's enough time there, I think, to warrant $70. Like, if you got kids, you're going to have, like, a good three to four days of activities with the kids with this thing. But you're going to—it just kind of breaks my heart that it's, like, only the rich kids who are going to be able to have this uh, uh, really, really cool and effective edutainment tool. I don't know, man. I think it beats the hell out of Math Blasters.
2: I was going to say, like, if you're a kid and the starting point is seeing all these crazy things that you can do once you build stuff and mm-hmm. then it uniquely interacting with you on the screen, like the fishing rod thing, like, the natural progression is then you're going to want to, like, dick around with it. And the, like, the Toy Con garage thing is, like, amazing for kids.
0: You can they... make a guitar with it by just, like, strapping rubber bands to the string. If yeah. your fingers brush this different parts of the screen, you can make it make different notes. That's one of the tutorials they give you. Uh, people have done some really, really complicated things. Like, I... Matt was trash talking the piano, and people have made like complicated renditions of, of anime music on the hey, label hey, piano. I just saw Labo. cover.
1: Labo's cool. I just, oh, now you I s- changed your mind. I did, no, hey, I, I just changed I, my mind. I just, I I just think
3: that uh,
1: I, if I was a parent, I probably won't buy this for my kid because he would just break it he'll
0: break well, I guess it maybe it depends on the kid maybe you just need to teach your kid to have some delicate fingers you know <laughs> he's a kid parents teach your kids to use their fingers good it comes in useful later in life
1: Say, so, oh oh be gentle be gentle timmy be gentle yeah. Yeah. no no don't, no like don't, he's going to try the to get the freaking fish and you know to the top and slap it against the screen he, he wants that fish <laughs> Yeah, cause you gotta like think wrestle
0: about... with the stick and slap it against the screen once you finally pull the fish out of the water. Yeah,
1: it like no, I I I think this stuff, man. The piano, that's a fragile piece of cardboard right there. The piano is starting to unfurl. Like you should see it today. Those keys are even more less uh, cubicle than when you left. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I I, I barely touched it. And you're like you broke. And I'm like, no, I didn't I barely. It's it's no, I, I just think it won't last a couple, uh, a couple times. And, and that's, not, that's
0: not I think bad. it depends on the kid. I think kids who are like fragile and calm and mature about it are going to have it last longer. Thing is, I'm having trouble really deciphering what age group it's supposed to be for because um, the builds can get complicated. The the pieces are like can get really small and fragile, and the logic (laughs) us (laughs) just (laughs) dad recommended for ages dad and up.
2: Um, I mean, people have done some cool stuff with it, and you know, in this day and age, like with being able to see stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. As as soon as I saw someone cover, like fair enough, the game is whatever, but. The soundtrack to Final Fantasy Thirteen is pretty fucking great. And the piano, like, sonnet that is in it is really cool. And someone covered that with the piano. And it's like, as soon as I saw that, I wanted to try it out. I haven't. Nintendo usually can sell me on anything. Oh, But yeah. this, uh, I, I've, I've not done it yet. Yeah. Don't,
1: not, don't, don't, Liam.
2: I've not done it.
1: Don't. I just feel like building
2: it myself would be. A waste of time. Maybe if uh, I built it with, you know, my lady friend like George did. Yeah. Anything yeah. is fun
1: with the lady friend. Anything is fun with the lady friend. Okay. I
2: think I think you have to
0: have some some <laughs> qualifiers in mind. Seventy dollars on this. <laughs> no, I I think <laughs> it's worth seventy dollars for certain demographics. If you're a parent with a kid and you can actually afford to throw seventy dollars around, which Yeah, I if you're if lot, you got money
1: don't. like that. Absolutely, you know, throw it around. You know, you you use seventy dollars for lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's you, just, so you just got that paper. You know, you just throwing it around. This
0: is more valuable
2: than a lunch.
1: <laughs> hey, yo, yeah, I see people throw around money all the time. So if you got if you got money like that, then
2: yeah, why Matt, not, Matt? Yeah, what's more value? What's more value? The seventy dollars for Nintendo
1: Labo,
2: mm-hmm. or Fifty bucks
1: for Final Fantasy 15. Oh, shit. Get the (laughs) Ah. (laughs) labo.
3: Get the labo,
1: bro. You'll have more fun with that. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I was about to say that, like, the demographics that I think would really work with this uh, product are, are parents with kids or, like, bored, cynical adults who have friends they can build this stuff with. Because I do think... I had fun. I had a lot of fun spending a week with this thing. And I think I had $70 worth of fun. And I think there's $70 worth of fun for a kid to have. And more importantly, like, kids... I like that it I demystifies feel... the 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 magic of, of electronics.
2: I would have liked to have seen Matt, like partake in the building some more then maybe his opinion would be slightly different yeah uh, you know I went maybe. over there and he
1: was like oh I'm gonna let you build something and then when I get over <laughs> yeah. there he built everything He's like oh oh I, I got you the rc car and I'm like the spare he pulls out RC this like car. thin one sheet of cardboard and I'm like that's it this is what you left for me and at, like a couple <laughs> creases and I'm done and I'm like wow George you don't need a time uh, lapse for this George
0: George George well my time had uh had had winded down he, the, he the didn't want to wait for me to go a, for work. a long time mm.
3: that took me all week to make everything
2: <laughs> some of us have jobs George i have a job yeah your jobs building lava <laughs> okay. it keeps changing every <laughs> week. I will shame him until that Patreon is Sarah.
3: <laughs> it's still- but The Patreon is funding this podcast! You know- Yeah, you Oh, right. shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You built that labo, if that challenge. happens, you podcast that labo.
1: Ends. <laughs> Oh, snap.
0: So so now that we've uh, climbed to our own mortal coils in terms of the topics that we're covering- hmm Am I? Am I? I'm. I I can't be the only one with stories about video games this week. Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) I. I just am. (laughs) No, I think Liam went to Bit Summit and released a game and 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 played stuff.
0: Yeah, Liam. How's Salary Man doing?
2: Yeah. So I I I released a game that was weird. Congratulations. thanks and like it's weird because i was i was always like prepping it for bit summit and i was going to show it at bit summit but then some plans changed and considering the Summit i had i'm really glad i didn't get tied to a table and having to demonstrate a game all weekend to um some people so instead i just was like well by the time bit summit rolls around whatever state it's in um I'm just gonna release it as like a free download, and then people can play it and stuff like that. And um, by by golly gosh, some hmm. some damn people have been playing it. Uh, some people even bought it, which is uh, quite incredible. I didn't expect that, including the one and only Mister Shuhei Yoshida.
0: Oh my god!
2: Head of Worldwide Studios Sony himself, for some reason, bought it and played it. And said he enjoyed it, and I even got to thank him a bit of personally for uh, for downloading it, and that was an interesting five minute conversation. How did it go? We-
1: wow. Yeah.
2: Well, I, he was he was talking with our lovely friend, the one and only Jordan Amaro <coughs> from Nintendo, and I just quickly saw him, and I and then obviously I was saying hello to Jordan, and uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> Yoshida-san, <laughs> I'm the guy who made Samurai San. Uh, thanks for playing and he was like oh sorry man and he he spoke to me in japanese and he was like oh it was very fun uh, nice work and then he just it was like bye bye (laughs) oh what the hell (laughs) he's a busy guy he's a super busy guy but But at least i gotta thank you he
1: played your game though for a busy guy he played your game
2: how how far um, did you bow
1: did you bow and like like kiss your own feet. I,
2: I I gave I gave him the very uh I gave him the because I'm I'm about three feet taller than him. He's a tiny dude. Oh, I no. gave him at least a, a good.
1: You know knock forehead. Forty five degree angle oh.
2: bow. No, no. I, I was like I was like his his tie length. I think I was like middle of his tie maybe. I gave him a good old proper bow. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been super weird because I just wanted to finish it. I just wanted it out there so I can do other stuff so i don't have to think about it and then it's not wasting away on my my own computer as well um but yeah some people have been playing it thanks to like feedback from you two lovely dads and sons a while ago who are the dads um, though. Yeah, well, who knows are the sons even playing i don't know but um right. yeah it's been out and oh. it,
0: it, i'm it's sorry i'm playing light. it right now and i just saw the dads and sons on a billboard in the background
3: wow <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes there is like some small dad and son secrets in there oh my god um, that feels so warm and fuzzy seeing references to yourself <laughs> <laughs> there's like pixel art versions of us in there there's also like background versions of george and matt and there, and a couple of other people some wonderful people who helped with the game and stuff like that I have to uh, play uh, yeah game. But it's so cool because nearly a thousand people have downloaded it and played it, which for like an Itchy game is like a big number. And wow. a couple of people came up to me at bits on it and said they played it and it was really fun. I got to show AG fucking Alnuma, the director of Zelda. <laughs> I got to show him it, which was weird and scary and dumb because it was stupid, because um, he made fucking breath of the wild and all those under- wonderful zelda games um uh, but yeah it's been a interesting week guys it's been a super busy week and bit it was great and the game being released was great uh actually i just read a kotaku article in which the game was featured in which is even cool say what you like about kotaku but being featured in a kotaku article about a game you just made that a nine-year-old kid played uh was as george just said m- making all sorts of warm and fuzzies yeah
0: i don't um, think i've ever seen myself being referenced wait this is the second time in my life i've seen myself referenced in a video game which one's nice. the first the first was door kickers after the first roundup of reviews they released a patch for door kickers that changed some of the characters' like random generated names to reviewers who had given the game
2: positive. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> that
1: ooh. okay. Keep
2: keeping keep them sweet, keeping them sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to play the game, you can like go ahead and download it for free. It's totally cool. Send me your scores. See uh see what scores you can get. I can't remember what you guys got like during testing. Uh,
1: a Check very out. large score, bigger than, you know, George's. That's what's important, really. Oh, my freaking, yep. Right.
0: Uh, That's true. Just That's like, true. you know, me beating George's level. <clears throat> I just I just want to say that uh, <laughs> I found out the next day that, um OK, me and Matt had uh, some RC car battles. Mm-hmm. They, they work like robot wars. Like, you have these two cars with wedges on them, and you see which little RC car can wedge the other one upside down or off the table. And I failed with dignity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we
1: switched. He was like, oh, "I was let's defeated with honor." Mm-hmm.
0: I, I I respectfully uh, conceded the race once I saw that all hope had been lost, mm-hmm. and uh, learned from the experience the next day. You you have power meters for how powerful your vibrations are because I don't know if you guys have ever seen videos of the RC cars. <laughs> but they like they use the vibration from the joy-cons to kind of like edge along the table. They they like rum yeah, down
2: like in, like in... like Like they move it like an inch an hour right (laughs) like like Psycho
0: Mantis moving your Playstation controller across the table these little RC cars (laughs) rumble their way across the table and they don't go in a straight line so you have to correct yourself by using either the left or the right uh, Joy-Cons rotations to to throw you back on track so no matter how hard you try to drive it like a car the RC car is probably going to be doing more of a confused drunken zigzag pattern (laughs) <laughs> and you, I found out that uh, the, the meter you can have control over, that controls how f- hard the vibration is, is not necessarily the same as a speed meter. Mm-hmm. You want the vibration frequency to be somewhere that's not to the highest nor to the lowest that interacts well with the with setting the of the one. other controller. Mm-hmm. And that's what I what I did not figure you didn't re- out. You as didn't fast realize as Matt did. You
1: looked at mine. And mine wasn't all the way up. You pushed yours all the way up and you saw mine just like, I will dial and, in and my settings.
0: Yeah. I remember waving my arms being like, wait, why is mine not going? And then we switched and I set yours all the way to powerful. And I was like, wait,
1: why is yours not going? <laughs> I would just balance. Cause one Joy-Con is always stronger than the other. So what I would do is balance, uh, because there's no way to make it go straight. Um, is balanced one to turn and the other one will just push the other one in one direction <laughs> so it will go really fast in a straightish line sideways and that's yeah, how i you would
3: push it you can crab walk better than you can go straight
0: <laughs> yes. you can strafe with the cars yes it's, it's a more reliable mode of movement than trying to drive with the
1: cars as long as the cardboard doesn't break you're good you're, you're, you're ah.
0: all good. Well, like you noticed, those legs on the RC car are awfully delicate.
1: <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they started to bend after a little bit. Oh my god! Especially
0: yeah. since like the whole point of the game is to um, like like knock them off the table. However, I I saw in the videos in the discover mode later that uh, you're you're really just supposed to make like a little tape circle on the table instead of knocking them off the table. Wait, what? You're supposed to? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that's like the visually demonstrated way when you load up the, the game cartridge that has the uh, game card-ridge, I might mm. rather correct myself to, that has the build instructions on it. They have this discover mode, which is why I'm confused about the targeted age demographic of the Nintendo Lapo, because the builds are complicated. They're like for like a good, I don't know, 10, 11 year old, but you plug in I discover ask, mode. I want
2: to talk about that. I yeah. want to talk about that, because like, the, from what I've seen of like the videos... Is it is it pretty intuitive how they help you build it with like the step, like you can sort of d- speed it up and slow it down and yeah, pause it and that kind of thing. I think so. Like one... even if it's pretty complicated, like with that kind of intuitive video thing, it should be pretty easy for kids to build, right? Just yeah, just time consuming. You got a video of
0: uh, the fold process with written and visual instructions. The visual instructions are a 3D model of the cardboard pieces itself that you can touch and drag on the screen to pan your camera around, rotate, zoom, and whatnot. The one problem with the interface that I wish it had was some kind of hands-free mode. Um, I don't know if the Nintendo uh, Switch has a microphone or not, but I could imagine like a voice command like shouting, NEXT STEP! Instead of having to take your hands off of your delicate cardboard pieces, which oftentimes will require some fancy like spider-like hand movements to keep everything uh, uh, cornered together. But you have to take your hands out of the cardboard, onto a controller, and hold a button down. Or hold a button down with your finger on the touchscreen to advance the video. And I really wish there was just a way to get it to autoplay slowly. I feel like that could make things go a little faster because it's kind of a stop and go process of like delicately making these folds, picking the controller up, fast forwarding to the next step, and then trying to remember what that step is as you make another fold, then put the fold down, pick up the controller again, fast forward to the next step.
2: Hmm. And and that's it's, there is like, definitely like a like a like eight to fourteen sort of age range that that's is what i app.
0: would expect but then you plug in discover mode where they give you the tutorials the written tutorials about how the mechanics of the toy cons that's what they call the little toy controllers you make the discover mode dialogue is written in a way that seems geared towards a much younger crowd like four years almost it's a really, really patronizing dialogue that's uh, constantly reminding you to ask for, for an adult for help and, uh, and giving you quizzes that are patronizingly easy and... Uh, it felt a little weird going through that stuff, but going through the build mode and the, 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 the garage mode especially feels a little more age appropriate but they yeah i I think discover mode might be there for really really small kids who had their parents help them build them and may not fully understand how the mechanics work so maybe they're just covering their bases but i imagine that as a 10 year old kid and i remember what it was like being a 10 year old kid i uh remember playing a lot of ocarina time i i remember being able to like walk to the the school and the convenience store next door by myself but not go around a lot of places by myself i i i feel like as a 10 year old kid i'd feel respected building these things together but i'd all of a sudden feel super disrespected and uncool seeing um the kind of like daytime children's television peppa pig-esque characters explain how the mechanics work in the discover mode with (laughs) with all the patronizing easy to read dialogue
3: you know you know that's i just built like a logic gate grid that opens
2: the fridge with these things i don't need this fucking patronizing pig to tell <laughs> me Nintendo what
0: to do the collider is uh is their next one and you, when you load up discover <laughs> mode you're gonna have like peppa pig dora the explorer be like
3: hey kids do you know what a higgs boson is time do to you... build nuclear fission <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo Labo, like, nuclear fission kit would be so great. <laughs> think of the edutainment
2: potential. I mean, they're already making kids build robots, so you just have to stop oh, yeah, powering yeah, the robots. Mate. I
0: did not buy the giant robot kit. I wonder how well that one's going to sell at all, really. But uh... I didn't
2: think very well.
0: I don't know. I imagine there's a lot of kids who would make convincing arguments to their parents about how the giant robot kit is cooler than the dinky toy piano kit. And then... And I feel
1: sorry for those kids. The mom buys it, sees the kid build it, and then never touch it again.
0: I worry about yeah. that. and so I that's worry the- about the game. It's not like Legos. It, uh, yeah, the game... Unless they're
2: going to reuse the, the actual robot kit itself or have, like, downloadable content for more, like, things to do with the robot, that that is definitely, like, one and done. Like, the piano at least has, like, some replayability to it. And even the RC stuff, like, you can toy around with that and stuff. But with the robot, I, I haven't seen anyone do any crazy toy-con programming shit with it. So, it seems a bit of wasted potential.
0: There's some alternate gameplay modes with the robot. Not a whole lot. I... Can't speak to them personally because I got the variety kit and uh, I I uh,
1: I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. You're you're getting like me, George. Nice. And
2: I old. you too. Spent way too much time building cardboard. The robot kit uses pulleys
0: that you hold on your hands and legs to, like, track how hard your robot's hands and legs self are extended. And, and, and apparently there's a visor involved at some point that you, like, switch down to activate FPS mode.
2: And I'm... I mean, like, I mean, like, most internet products, the working isn't the problem. Like, I've heard it works pretty solidly, even all the crazy stuff you have to do with it, like, pulling those levers and shit, but it's, like, the actual thing you interact with the game itself is kind of like 20 minutes and you're done
0: yeah most, most of the no games to back to it. are of that case like you're, you're not going to play with the fishing mini game for I, I'm, I'm guessing more than 30 20 minutes and you're done totally describes the little pet in the house game but it's the uh piano and garage mode that have the lasting appeal and that's why i would like if i could to uh be able to google up some stuff you can do with the robot kit in the garage i was looking at it on my mobile the other day in the car and i can't find the page myself but the nintendo robot kit does come with a garage mode where you can use all the much more complicated parts of that robot kit to make different oh you can applications with it i don't know if it's as open-ended as the garage mode for the variety kit though oh but okay i haven't
2: seen anything with the robot and I'm pretty sure.
0: But the robot kit has a lot more complicated moving parts to it, and I'm I'm a
2: little. Yeah, people are like. People are, like, building logic gate programs and, like, they're doing I crazy stuff.
0: You could you, make you more complicated we're... stuff with
2: the robot kit parts yeah. than the
0: variety kit parts if you had a garage mode to fully unlock them and put them together. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I it seems would like
2: wasted potential.
0: love it if I had more time and creativity to play with the garage mode stuff. I did it for about a day and Just a half. bring
2: that over again. I could. I could. Sounds like he hasn't got his building... His, his building wants out yet
0: you know it's uh it's too expensive it's $70 it's gotta <laughs> it's gotta have more value you know you just play it for subscribe 20 minutes and done, right subscribe
2: to Patreon
0: wait what uh I was just uh ragging on you for
1: hating the Nintendo Labo so much it's um it's good it's good it's good, it's good stuff What's also good is Agaresco.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: really, really good. I finished yeah. it, George. Not six episodes. Yeah. I finished it. You went all the way through? Of course. I, I was addicted to it. it. It was really good. Really good. You can I mean, easily
2: watch it in one day.
1: Yeah. It, it's a short little 15-minute, like, episode. Yeah. I watch it on my lunch break. Like, it's, it's really easy. Yeah. Um, I I would say it, it gets kind of um, – what I liked about the series is more in the beginning of the series, more than it is at the end, even though yeah. I was okay with it. At yeah. You did
0: six episodes. First three were great. The next three were the ones where, where I started to just get confused.
2: Yeah, but then the last three, surprisingly enough, start to pick up again. Like is the it, middle three are definitely the – that. Hmm. How many episodes total? I'm thinking about total? stopping this. Ten.
0: Oh, so I'm pretty close if I'm six in. I only got four to go. Oh do my god. About, if you, you gotta think you of it, it like them? that, you might as well just stop now. No, no, but I really enjoyed those first three episodes, alright? It's, like, really unconventional and surprising seeing a Japanese anime about is it how though? bad Japanese work culture sucks.
1: Because the, the, it seems like it's been translated to, like, it, like Americanized almost. You if, think? It, it, Is it a direct
2: translation, uh, Liam? Wait, that's wait. Did you li- did you have it subtitled? Or no, I had it
1: dubbed. Listen? Oh, I had it. Ah, so. okay. So
2: I watched. I watched the subtitle. Ah, so what,
1: did did he did he call her? Um, did she call her boss like a misogynist and all this type of stuff? And a chauvinist. Not
2: her, I mean, she does. But like, kind of in Japanese and, and the subtitles way, which is different. Yeah, they use like the word, like
0: ver- the words "chauvinist."
2: Yeah, but it still see it still felt incredibly Japanese to me when I was watching it. So I'm interested to see if the dub, like, yeah, in terms the of
1: dub how is really good, like really yeah? good. I imagine yeah. it is. <laughs> like the, the voices and everything were just like on point. Oh, I was shit. quite
2: surprised. What is? What is the death metal bits like? Yeah, it's, it, it's good. <laughs> I was like. I was, really? Yeah. I'm going to check it out.
1: My friend has watched um, the one minute shorts, you know, the 100 episodes of one minute shorts or whatever. And he's the one who told me about yeah. that in the beginning. I didn't know that you were talking about the same thing. And then they remade yeah. this one. Um, and yeah, and I, I watched it, it in English and he's like, he's only a sub guy. Yeah, you know, he's like well into it. Um, but uh, yeah, I was throwing a little bit of that. Yeah, the the death metal part, it, it's done really well. Like the the voice is perfect. Um, I don't know. I doubt it's the the girl voice actor that's doing it. It sounds like a a male voice actor that's doing it. But it, it's um it's impressive.
2: I want to check I, it out. I, I kind of heard that in the
0: Japanese version too, but yeah. I didn't know if it was if that was really the trick they were doing or not. Yeah, I.
2: The Japanese version is amazing. It reminds me of uh, an old anime called DMC, Detroit Metal City, and uh, that's an anime about like this this kid who wants to be like a pop star, and he's like really innocent and sweet, and he sings like sweet love songs. But he gets like a sort of a part time job singing in a death metal band, mm-hmm. and he ends up becoming Krausersummer, the most revered and incredible death metal musician of all time. And when he's on stage, he becomes, like, this incredible, like, lord of death. And he absolutely hates his job, but he's incredible at it. (laughs) Like, when he's on stage singing, like, these death metal songs, reminds me of Agaretsuko. Really, really, really similar.
0: Yeah, speaking of of people who hate their jobs, like, I really, really enjoyed seeing the uh, uh, unique perspective of... Uh uh, of, of someone troubled with, with so many of the frequent uh, issues of, of Japanese work culture that we always hear about. They, they throw around the term Kuroshi. In subtitles, they say, like, overwork yourself to death. Like, they mention yeah. that a lot. There's that and, one
2: scene where, like, Haida, like, um, the, the one where Retzko goes to the wedding and she's, like, pretty miserable. And, like, she walks off at $3, lunch. $3,000 for a wedding gift? 300 dollars
0: oh that's what it was yeah 3,000 yeah. yen oh yeah. okay
2: no 30,000 30,000 30, 300 yeah 300 dollars
0: uh, wow but there's that, still that fucking a lot sense.
2: like in japan it's like a typical thing but she's like super miserable and then she goes off and then like fenoco is like teasing hada saying oh she goes to the roof work overwhelms it it's like Jesus fucking Christ Fenneco, calm the fuck down and <laughs> 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 she's the best though yeah
0: but she's yeah. kind of a, an asshole a...
2: she's kind of an asshole I, I, just, I, well, I, most,
0: most of the people in that office are kind of an asshole
2: Hyde is amazing though poor boy
1: I really need to watch the dev- See how different it is Because I feel like it's drastically different Oh, does Finnico like, laugh
0: that way in the English version? Yes, he does Yes She has a very
1: monotone That's voice good. for everything Yeah And then like the girl who's always like Acting fake, like they do her too Like, oh, miss Mister, what well, I forgot the guy's name already. The, the, the freaking pig guy, and he's always sucking up to him. Like it's it's all. Uh, I, something... I I wonder if you would have liked it more if you watched it in English, George. Like
3: well, you didn't I... have
1: to focus on it because I know you don't like to focus on one one thing. I know you like to multitask, so maybe maybe you're missing some you know parts you know.
3: Uh, uh, no, yeah. I,
0: I, I can explain. I can explain. First mm-hmm. three episodes, the arc we follow involves her being mad at her job and wanting to change her job and falling for, like, a friend's scam who, like, wants to, to start a website store that she's going to get paid an experience before they find a way to pay it with money. Which is why the Patreon's important, you two! Um...
1: <laughs> and then the next three...
0: Ep- the three-episode arc following that is her getting roped into a different scam which i find much more difficult to believe and that is she's trying to quit her job by rushing into marriage so that's she's that's a
3: a totally a japanese thing yes, like, a real but thing. that sounds but like not. like you're rushing exactly so into real. the same trap you're running away from and, and that's, and what that's what the mean, part where the i point. Explain that
2: that's the whole point <laughs>
3: Like, watch the rest of the
2: episodes. They explain that. Like they have other characters who find out about that and then. The, like, the
0: character Gretzko herself is just starting to become increasingly unlikely. Maybe, maybe you she is. haven't
1: worked a shitty job long enough. But when you get in there, George, you lose your freaking mind. Okay, you don't you think logically. So you want out. You want you out, George. Get into okay? a shitty marriage
2: in <laughs> any way possible. You want Dude, out. Dude, like, okay. It's funny. It's funny you say this because I've been talking to a lot of people about this recently about Japan and the problem with what they call speedy kekkon, and that is speedy marriage, and it happens in Japan far more often than you uh, can even imagine
1: some people marry miserable. for different reasons man some people don't like, marry in Japan, for love.
2: like people people get together six months and then if they both got good jobs or, or the husband's got a good career path like they'll get married yeah like in Japan like love is like a secondary thing sometimes to marriage a lot of the time it's a sad fact of so, the so societal how do they not culture. Go here?
0: Crazy having their life be shared and split in half by someone they might not like that much.
2: That's the whole point. That's why you need to watch Listen, more episodes George. so you okay. can see the aftermath of that. I okay. deal with rich guys I'll, I'll, I'll,
1: all the time, George, and they come I'll in with some more. young honeys, young honeys. I'm not oh, saying it's not love. Miserable. I'm just saying that the boy got dough okay the boy got some money she yeah, got her but... nails done she getting her hair done you know what i'm saying she probably gets someone else on her done she
0: good man
2: george if you were in japan with that patreon money man you'd have you'd have everyone after you
0: i i don't think i could picture a gretzko living a a happy fulfilling life if she's not in control of her own uh her own life and to this, some extent because that seems
2: like what she george, wants but
0: her way out is constantly depending on other flaky people
2: and this george is why you need to watch the rest of the series
0: okay i'll keep going i just am like worried that that she might have turned into a conservative for the arc i left like it you've
2: literally on. got only oh one hour God. left like you've got you've got four 15 minute <laughs> episodes left
0: Right. You're just, like, wow.
2: digging yourself into a hole. I'll, because... I'll get
0: the lady friend over the weekend, and we'll we'll finish yeah. it off over the next weekend, and we'll we'll come back with the Aggretsuko report next week. Make sure you're looking at the
1: screen, George, when you're watching something.
3: It was hard, okay?
0: Sometimes my cell phone was blowing up with, like, Discord drama, and, and you gotta address it. Oh, my
1: God. You can't just stop it and then address the phone? Oh, my God. There's
0: so much Discord drama that I can't... I, I, a lot of times, just can't watch an anime all the way through without looking at the phone all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, my
2: God. Can I talk a little bit about Bit Summit before we move on?
0: Yes, please.
2: So, I went to Bitsummit over the weekend, and obviously... we was a little bit up, please. Returning
1: yeah,
0: I'm, I'm just scared.
2: I'm just, you know, I'm just going to chime in before George, like, digs himself into a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I went to Bitsummit as we can, and Summit is... As I explained last week on the podcast, it's like Japan's biggest indie game festival in Kyoto. It's a wonderful time. Um, I was saying very much last week, it was kind of... It had a very creative atmosphere to it Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. This year, I will admit, they were stepping up their game in terms of like trying to match other conventions. Which for the first day unsettled me a little because it was like crowded as heck it was like double the amount of people from last year and it, it was like stands upon stands upon stands of businesses and all this kind of thing and I was like whoa 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 this ain't Bits of it. where the fuck am I but then I started walking around and it still had the same spirit which was good and there was lots of cool Japanese developers there sharing off their games and some western developers too and there were a couple of good games I played there I didn't get time to play too many because it was so crowded. But there are two games I do want to highlight that I got to play. One of them being that new Bloodstained Castlevania indie game that was announced literally like yesterday. Oh yeah. That is coming out hate-bit. next week. That's a quick turnaround. I hope <laughs> it's cheap. Which would worry some people, but I played it and by gosh done! that game is really fun. So for anyone who doesn't know, the sort of the Bloodstained Kickstarter. One of the goals was, and a lot of people just skipped over this, was to make like a an 8-bit Castlevania like Hawkback that's like a spin-off of Bloodstained. And it's not being made by uh san and his team who are doing Blood uh, Bloodstained themselves, you know, Iga being the guy who did like Symphony of the Night and all their awesome DS uh, Castlevania games. Um, but it's being made by Inti Curates the guys who did like the Vault series on mm-hmm. switch it seems like a similar 3X.
0: situation i was uh kind of struck yeah. by that like mm. a little 2d but spin-off like, game promoting a kickstarter big yeah like and i think it's really 2D. neat because
2: having played the game it was announced a bit some having played it it's basically like castlevania 3 and maybe symphony of the night had like a cool little baby and you have like the multiple you have these multiple characters that all play really differently they kind of all have the former castlevania characters
0: yeah it's it's any abilities style, and stuff like that ps
2: Uh-oh. sorry sorry i'm back i'm back i'm back no worries. Class. i'll put the timestamp down Yeah, so it harks back to, like, all the previous Castlevania sort of characters in some way. Like, uh, Miriam, the main character from Bloodstained, the the woman, she has, like, pretty much, like, Simon Belmont's whip. And there's, like, a guy who is kind of like Alucard, and he's a vampire, and he can fly like a bat. And there's this other guy who's, like, a wizard, and he has, like, arcane magic and stuff. But you can change to any one of these characters at any time by just pressing L or R on the button and the world is built around like trying to like solve puzzle environmental puzzles while doing the normal Castlevania thing by you know switching the characters all having different powers of ways of getting around things and it was really neat and for a game that was literally just announced and then comes out next week for the PS Vita the 3DS the Switch the Playstation 4 the Xbox what like every platform under the sun I'm actually really surprised that how good it was i'll be intrigued to see like what the final game is like but the demo i got to play made me quite excited to actually like play it next week i mean more castlevania is not a bad thing especially when it's kind of inspired by you know the guy who did symphony of the night but the quick turnaround on this that yeah, i'm i'm digging it it, it, like, if anyone hasn't seen the trailer, they should search for it. I can't remember yeah, the full title. I'm it's like looking at it now. It's Castlevania. Cool. Not Castlevania. <laughs> called, cool, like, Bloodstained Curse. Curse of the Moon? Curse of, curse of the Moon, yeah. This is really cool. That. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, the other game I played, and this game, <laughs> this game was fucking cool. This game was called Bataloon. Battaloon. Splatoon battle balloon I, I, it was something about it was like a four player battle co- uh, like you know couch competitive similar to duck game smash brothers esque thing and you play as balloons and the idea is that you uh, you can play as different types of balloon like different like balloons with faces on them and then you, like, charge your balloon by, like, pumping it full of gas with the button. And then you release the, the gas and then you, like, direct your balloon as it's flying into other balloons. <laughs> and then you bounce them against the, the, like, arena and the walls. And then each arena starts out, like, completely bricked up. And you smash the bricks, like if you're playing, like, uh, Arcane Clothes or, uh, you know, Arkanoid or something like that. And then it reveals, like, spikes and hazards that you then have to, like knock the other balloons into and like pop the balloons and then you get like a KO point similar to you know like the Mario Kart battle um modes where you just like pop other characters balloons and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it felt so good and it was so addictive I spent like literally most of bits on it avoiding playing other games (laughs) and going back to play that game specifically like four or five times with James Montagna of way forward we were just, like, constantly having jewels in this game about balloons. Seriously, if, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just type in Bataloon, B-A-T-T-L-L-O-O-N, maybe. Maybe. That's how you spell I've, it. I've been trying to the figure out how to... It's, it's really cool.
0: Bataloon. There's a hashtag on Twitter called that. How... Yeah. How
3: it's
2: exactly is it spelled... I think it's B, B, A, B, A, T, T, L, 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 O,
1: N, or
2: L, O, O, N? I don't know. One of those.
1: L-E-O-N.
3: L-E-O-N. L-E-O-N. Is that it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Battle, wait, no. That's not No, it. no, that's not right. That's not
2: it? No, that's like some sort of D and D game. Oh
0: man, <laughs> I hope I hope I hope they're gonna be okay with this. If your game is not easy to Google, then, then you have bad. much more of an uphill battle to yep. to fight to sell your game. Yep.
1: Ooh, Got this has
2: happened before. Battle Loon, maybe. Bat- I think it's Battle Loon. I think it might be. It's not Battle. Loon.
1: Oh my God! This this is this is no. This is no. Well, forget it. It's not worth it if we can't google it. <laughs> Let's uh, <laughs> It's not clean enough for the podcast.
2: B A T T L L O O N. Can can you can you do that one more time? B A T T L L O O. Okay. Yeah, 2 T's, 2 L's, 2 O's and an N.
0: Okay. Wow. And
2: then what's the trailer? This it's so charming, and the artwork is amazing. You have, like, a balloon that looks like a, like an octopus. You've got a balloon that's like a space cat. A balloon that's a bat. A bird. A puffer fish. A balloon.
0: And you it's... try to fart everyone into spikes.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, you, you're just, like, you're, like, farting all your gas out, too. Like, so you
0: trade bump. mobility for... Uh protection yeah, and security so i guess
2: you can do like you can do some pretty tight turns like if you time your gas right like it, it it's quite hard to control <laughs> w- because you have to gas, right because <laughs> you have to spin the balloon like you can so the balloon works in a circle where the face kind of orientates where you're rotating you use the stick to rotate in a circle like you can't actually like direct it using the analog stick you have to rotate the face to the direction in which you want to go and then you, like, let go to release the gas. But you can, like, get to a point where you're almost going to burst and then you'll just, like, fly across the screen at everyone.
0: Does does it make little farty noises? Yes! Good. Oh, they're, like, digitized <laughs> farty noises, too. Even better. <laughs> oh, it's great. Cool.
2: Seriously. It was... But the it's so weird because it's kind of a very simplistic game and I can't imagine what they're going to do with it beyond, like, people playing multiplayer. Um, but when you finished the demo, it was like, coming 2019 it's like what the what the the fuck are you gonna do for a year wow more to this game maybe they're gonna add loot boxes (laughs) get your special loot box balloons right now
1: Yeah, I like more games like this that are like you know bring it over play with the friends
2: I showed it 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 to Landon Duck, Duck Game Landon and um He really liked the look of it. Is he in Japan? He is right now, yeah. No way. Yeah, we spent the weekend hanging out. It was so fun.
0: Landon Podbilski seems like such a cool, funny dude. He is a
2: lovely, lovely, lovely chap.
0: That was my favorite interview I ever did.
1: Yeah, so like... All these guys that you meet, like what, what? What about the bad ones? Let's hear about the bad ones, Liam. Wait. You always say, "Oh, Should these guys know, are great. These guys he, are so you know, great."
2: You know, you know that you you know that's not my style. Of that that that's yours. That's your stick. I can't take oh. that
1: away from you. Oh. Oh. The the slide, the subtlety.
0: I
2: I, the, I the, I'll,
3: ha- I'll say that
1: when I meet Daniel Dwyer and be like, "Oh man, that guy's." <laughs>
2: Speaking of, I was on another podcast this week with I Daniel. Saw. If, if people don't
1: get up, the joke is <laughs> I hate it on Doom <laughs> when he was on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's why I say that.
3: <laughs> he probably hates me cuz I hate Doom. <laughs> well
2: we we've got him on the list, don't we?
1: Yeah, I'll be like, "Oh, yeah, Danny, list. um Oh, I'm the oh, guy. You speaking,
2: of the list, huh? speaking of the list, speaking yeah. of the list, speaking of the list, I did very briefly meet Mr. Scrabble himself as well. Oh,
0: thank God. Mr. He's Mr. still alive. Mr. Scraib- Scrabble. Jeez, I Mr. missed Scrabble that boy. Scrabble.
2: Yeah, Wait, you the made the guy who incredible. made Scrabble? Uh, you know the, you know the creator sons... of Scrabble
1: too, Liam? Jesus. <laughs> when does it end?
0: He said, former... he, was, he said
2: he was adding slang in, Matt.
0: Former Dads and Sons uh, <laughs> guest extraordinaire, uh, Scribble Scrabble, who was on episode number 10 with us to uh, teach, seems like teach Japanese kids NL. how to swear. Yeah, 10 episodes ago. That was only 10 episodes ago. Anyways. Um, gosh, I can't believe that that was only 10 episodes ago so wait he's okay he's he's like alive and stuff
2: well i don't know what kind of impression everyone got of mr scrabble himself but he he managed to get on the wrong bus to kyoto mm-hmm. and instead of actually arriving in bit summit on time he went to a shrine in the middle of northern kyoto somewhere i saw that in the, in the pouring in the pouring rain where some and then old Japanese at...
0: man like laughed at him and <laughs> sold him a drink or something while he was waiting for his yeah and then splits. he
2: he told me he was given a, an umbrella by a monk an
0: umbrella that was it
2: by a monk and uh, then he managed to find his way to bits I mean, on the last day um, with only two hours left I think oh no uh, but he, he seemed like he was having good fun he seemed like he was having a good time
0: I miss that boy and with that, we, uh, we'll make sure that you don't miss us for too long as, as we go and leave and come back. We swear. We promise. We need a go, like go last time. gas. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be back a little lighter, a little more refreshed mm-hmm. after, need to pump after up the some. fall. <laughs> pump up some <laughs> what? Some what? What was that?
2: We're pumping. Pumping up some gas oh. to fly across the
3: screen as balloons. <laughs> Hello there. It's me, Liam Edwards, your third favorite member of the Dad and Sons podcast. And I'm here to tell you about my explosive new video game, Salaryman Suzuki-san. A game in which a nine-year-old said it was fun. And I quote, the creator was nice. Play as the titular hero Suzuki-san as he explosively travels through the Japanese seasons of summer and spring while trying to get to work dodge obstacles, crash through stores, nearly get hit by trains, all whilst trying to get a high score before you inevitably explode in a Mega Man-esque explosion. Wow. You can download this game for free on your very own personal computers now. Go to liamedwards.itch.io and you can download for free. But if you like the game or your third favorite member of the Papa Unshun podcast, you can pay a price that you choose. You can match the head of PlayStation Worldwide Studios Shuhei Yoshida in donating $2. Enjoy good, explosive Japanese times with Salaryman Suzuki-san today! Third favorite member, Liam, signing out. Bananas.
0: Swag. I apologize for not having any Morse code. So, you guys, I gotta like fill you in on how how I was able to transcode the Morse code that I used for our intro code and that is by just like simply googling a regular old morse code translator but then I screen captured the process of me clicking the button that had it play the dad and son's intro in morse code. I put that video file in Vegas chopped off the video so where it's just audio so that I could have some visual peaks and valleys (laughs) to look at and then I press play and the playhead moves along those peaks and valleys which has me like knowing how to pace up the beeps and the bloops and how long the beeps should be and even then I don't think it was totally like an accurate re-rendition re-reading of Morse code (gasps) Morse code I think might be the most complicated language we've ever uh, tackled here at the, the dad and sons the bunny hop podcast uh the the episode 20 who, we're at 22 now right
1: who sent that in who uh 20, who sent 23 in code did, did it, email um, sent it, that in? it
0: it was a fan suggestion
1: and what was it uh what was the name yeah, of the yeah, fan yeah uh i don't you don't remember it, it was it was
0: a fan a, a fan was that was their name Reed? no no that was their name it, their name was a fan it was adam fantabulous wow. adam if you're listening you were fantabulous Wow. Good recovery there. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks. I'm real good at uh, recovering from, from fumbles and segueing into new topics, like how uh, there is news coverage on my Final Fantasy video. Really? Um, yeah, PC games this in... This is why this is in here.
3: <laughs> you found me out.
0: <laughs> it's only partially why. The, the other... <sighs> It's a really huge portion of the partially. So PC Games Inn has three interviews with David Enfancy, who I believe was a producer on Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, Nowadays, since the resignation of their former president, uh, Stéphane Dastou, David Enfancy is now the head of their studio. They got three interviews in with him talking about their new Tomb Raider game and Deus Ex and how they are handling the whole of the Tomb Raider. Idos Montreal did the multiplayer of tomb raider previously for the original i don't think i don't know how involved they were with rise of the tomb raider but they're doing the entirety of shadow of the tomb raider um they are also working on a avengers project and it is believed that a third um game that they're going to be working on is guardians of the galaxy or yeah yeah guardians of the galaxy is a night montreal game that is rumored uh avengers is an IDOS montreal game that is confirmed tomb raider yeah. is an IDOS montreal game that ago, has been it? like revealed and detailed and is going through like the hype cycle right the heck now but they wanted to clarify that deus ex is not dead and that is something that i kind of wish i had hammered home a little bit harder in my video in fact i should throw this link in the description because i did say follow-ups that were going to be thrown in but uh david Anfonsi. I don't want to say spilled the beans, but was asked about uh, the rumors for my video on Final Fantasy Project W, which was to be Eidos Montreal's attempt at a Final Fantasy game. The theory is that Square Enix was shopping Final Fantasy out to some Westerners around the late 80s. In 2009, there was a canceled project from a Swedish studio that was going to be a Final Fantasy Western spinoff. In 2012, you have this Final Fantasy spinoff canceled by Ados Montreal, which was also going to be a very, very ambitious AAA expensive spacefaring game with a high-tech engine. That got canceled. That did not get approved to be a Final Fantasy game by the director either. But David Anfonsi said regarding the secret project that no one ever knew about until I made a video... He's seen the video and calls it very well done and very funny to watch. (laughs) I'm wondering how like funny it was... Because there were good jokes in there. I got the animator to like... Well, I didn't get the animator. The animator just crammed every single frame with a lot of really good gags. And I uh, got the animator to also like match up some of the caricatures with some of the maybe or maybe not real people who might or might not have been involved with this project um and he said it was funny yay he said it was very well done yay i just hope that that wasn't the patronizing kind of funny anyways i would try to never mind i should stop talking um he told us that it's normal for new game (laughs) projects to get started and canceled all the time that is true it's a very creative industry so the process to start things to try things uh to test new things learn from them maybe apply to current or future developments uh can can sometimes have smaller projects get left in incubation Uh, Regarding the cancellation of larger products such as the rumored Project W Final Fantasy, C says if at some point we say it's not working we'll stop there. We have other games and developments that need to deliver. The version of the story that I was hearing was that this is a project that a lot of people at the studio were super duper hyped for that the uh people who were involved feel legitimately snubbed that something cool got ended up getting canceled but at the same time he's not wrong ambitious projects get canceled a lot in fact i would argue more often than the not ambitious projects which is something to always keep in mind when um when hearing about canceled rumored games getting closed up which is getting reported on a lot now these days um there was uh recent recent news leakage of a bionicle game i believe yesterday <laughs> that uh that never never bionicle did make it out but was otherwise quite a long complete i don't know nowadays it was a canceled project from a few years ago but Please. um he also did did for sure for sure want to clarify that deus ex is not dead uh, eidos montreal has projects they're working on they are A lot of licenses and sequels from other properties. They've got their Tomb Raider. They're now calling Deus Ex the brand of the studio. And one thing that was really interesting when going back to uh, reread a lot of uh, Eidos Montreal material and news from circa 2012 and 13 is that back then they were trying to not really exclusively focus on Deus Ex. Like, this studio opened up to revive a lot of older classic Eidos franchises, which include Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, but also Thief. They put a lot into that uh... Thief reboot that got shuffled. It was going to be Thief 4, but it got shuffled into a Thief reboot kind of during the final tale of the development and ended up suffering a lot of projects, a lot of um, sufferings that they now don't want to be associated with. (laughs) They want to be known (laughs) for their Deus Ex games and they want to clarify that they're not making any more Thief games.
2: They've made more... Tomb Raider games then they've made Deus Ex games. Maybe like, Which, which Tomb Raider say?
0: games. Because Crystal Dynamics did Tomb Raider and Addos Montreal did the multiplayer of Tomb Raider. And I think
2: No, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: I, I don't okay. know if well, Rise of the Tomb Raider a... has any multiplayer at all. yeah, no, it has multiplayer. Oh, no. Uh, probably. Has yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Rise of the Tomb Raider doesn't have multiplayer. That was all Crystal Dynamics. Uh, Idos Montreal has Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Wait, no, no, Idos Montreal cooperated with Crystal Dynamics, but they're, those are like more Crystal Dynamics games.
2: Okay, so okay, so except if, for it, Shadow, it could be fair that they. Wait, if the like, <laughs> I don't get this. I don't get this because like, if if they're saying Deus Ex is not dead, rather, it's the brand.
0: They're they're taking a break to make more lucrative projects first. Ah and so i don't know how lucrative tomb brand. raider is but guardians of the galaxy and avengers are gonna sell well because of brand <laughs> and they're shipping their
2: brand because square enix are telling them that it doesn't make money so they have to do movie tie-in stuff instead which i mean the avengers thing sounds cool but not movie tie-in but you know licensed franchise
0: and stuff. i think it's totally cool if you miss the movie by a few years i mean chronicles of riddick missed the movie by a few years and it was fantastic goldeneye from the n64 missed the movie by a few years and it was fantastic well are there going to be is there going to be a sequel for guardians of the galaxy coming out over the next couple years because they might try to tie it in with that if they're going to do a part three
2: yeah i imagine it's marvel like depending on what happens at the end of the next avengers movie i guess that will tell you what the next guardians of the galaxy is going to be like um, It's Marvel They're gonna keep making movies that people can make video games out of That's for sure I mean there's already a Guardians of the Galaxy game made by Is it Telltale? So You know Doesn't surprise me Alright So
0: um You know that wasn't exactly Pressing news It wasn't a super <laughs> no, it's just news, sad scandal It's just news that
2: had George in it <laughs>
0: Um. It's all George right. News. Next George up, time. we have some more sad news. Some, uh, <laughs> God. I mean, something that might make a lot of people feel a little guilty. Cliff Blazinski's Boss Key Productions has closed down. This is the studio that made Lawbreakers, and later on, fairly recently, they pushed out Radical Heights. That's not surprising. Radical <laughs> Heights was. It's not surprising. It's not surprising. I don't know. It's just all like good and fun and games, making fun of a ambitious game, not able to like scratch up with the competition until the studio closes and everyone loses their jobs. And well, you're like is, reminded arguably, of how cutthroat the video game industry is and how this kind of competition can oftentimes cause well, things thing, to be as bad like, as they are.
2: I don't know how much money Cliff, Cliffy spent on this, but Lawbreakers for whatever reason, didn't succeed. Probably because it was so generic to whatever was going on at the time. Very unfortunate
0: release that had it competing But it with... wasn't
2: a bad game. Like, the, yeah. no one could ever say it was a bad game. It was a well-polished A title. It just came out at the wrong time. A couple of years prior, or maybe, you know, with all the Battle Royale stuff going on now, like have waited and then turned that into what Radical Heights was? That's what right. Radical
0: Heights was supposed to be. By Cliffy B's admission itself, he says Radical Heights was a last ish attempt to make their own type of battle royale game after Lawbreakers failed to gain traction, but that it was ultimately too late. Now, admittedly, I haven't heard a lot about Radical Heights, but I have heard a lot about Lawbreakers, and like you said, I've heard it wasn't bad at all. It just had a tough time dealing with the com- the competing FPS games that were coming out at the same time. Radical yeah, Heights, like, on the other car- hand... What do we even know about it? Little Brink at
2: one time had, like, a concurrent player list of 12 on Steam. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Oh, Radical Heights is the
0: Battle Royale game. Well, no wonder I haven't read a lot about Radical Heights or read any reviews. It's been an early access this whole time, and I kind of block that stuff out. It's exactly like
1: Fortnite.
2: <laughs> no, that's the whole thing. Oh. They, they're cashing in on it, and they put it out like super, super, super early. So in IGN put barely... out a
0: early access review on Radical Heights, and they gave it a five out of ten.
1: Wow, this is like, that tells like, It's a direct rip. This is like when Paladins ripped off um, hi Res Studio, ripped off um, what you want call it? Uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. Well, supposedly Palins was like in development before, but whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what's really <laughs> unfortunate about these things, is that when Overwatch came out, a lot of other games that were trying the same thing that were in development for about the same amount of time yeah. just so happened to also come out around the same time. Yeah, And uh, Overwatch, with its big chunky hitboxes and super easy difficulty and incredibly accessible playstyle that I'm sure we all know and love, with its loot boxes and microtransactions and hitboxes and... Hit boxes and Team Comp play with with headshots That you need like six of them to do That stole the show That's the one everyone wants to play
1: Yeah Number one
2: One of us Has to play A battle royale game soon I think I'm gonna like Fortnite We need to be able to Comment (laughs) Or at least comment with some form of fact, unlike what we usually do. I
1: do not play those games solo. That is just not my thing. So when <laughs> one of you guys gets time out of your busy schedule, let me know.
0: I, I find PUBG too slow and quiet for me, so I bet I would like Fortnite.
2: Well, I've played PUBG about ten times, and I'm happy to, you know, not play it again. Like, no. I, I'm okay,
0: how well, contrarian rest, like, of you! I bet you only do that just to be a cool, edgy person who doesn't like what's popular. When I've played PUBG about ten times myself, and I just did not feel it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's okay. Like sometimes it can be intense if you get around to like the last twenty, and you're like, "There were just nervous, I
0: don't like broken s- games."
2: But... Oh yeah, there were a
0: lot of moments where I was pressing a button and my character wasn't doing what. I wanted them to do, and instead they, like, clipped inside a car and got ran over and died. And I, that's not I
1: had enough, like, b- bugs in uh in Daisy. I had just enough bugs in Daisy. That was the end for me. So PUBG, when I saw it, I was just like... And I played it, and there was a couple bugs that happened. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight. It's not... It's
0: certainly more polished than, like, Daisy in Arma, but at the same time, if you point your gun at someone's head and shoot you can't rely on a solid connection and that's pretty important yeah. for games that, that like boil the entire exchange of the, the whole experience down into how well you can point and shoot at other players heads. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. UE, UE4 tends to provide better, more reliable, consistent experiences than uh, whatever the hell engine Arma is struggling to churn out of, out of their steam powered dev kits. So, uh, it's sad. It's sad that Cliff Blazinski studio had to close down and not take another stab at making good FPS games when they had a shot. They tried. They, they did an admirable effort at Lawbreakers. Don't quite know if I'm seeing the appeal of Radical Heights, but I would have loved to see another attempt from Cliff Blazinski at making a, like, badass, fast-paced arena shooter game, because that was his jam back in the day before he decided to make slow-paced shoulder-shooter cover-shooter games that got neutered by publishers as they developed a mass-market appeal that caused him to grow a distaste for his own studio and leave and go indie like like so many people do and make way less controversial quotes. That's another thing about Cliff Blazinski is that, like, he's, he's a polarizing personality who oftentimes yeah. was playing the devil's advocate back when he had better job security at Epic Games. Um, he would oftentimes... Do devil's advocate arguments um, uh, celebrating, if not encouraging, corporate video game practices that a lot of, of gamers were finding unpalatable. And he's he's made some really aggressive statements about how much money he makes, like like how hot his wife is, how how cool the car he drives. He had, like, that all pic- just strike me as a lot of uh, materialistic, shallow guff.
1: He had pictures of his wife like almost nude. Like it was, he's a weird. Guy. I, I
0: hope she. Uh, I hope she was the one to press the button on those.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh, I'm pretty sure she was okay with it. I mean, you married the guy, right? Yeah, but bragging isn't cool, kids. Bragging
0: is. Uh, well, yeah, also, he's, a also, he's a bragger. He's a bragger. He's a bragger. And
2: that's the thing is, like, I think that's why people, probably reading this, don't care. Well, he's
0: maybe maybe he's gonna learn some humility from this experience, because because Cliffy uh, B has gone know. through a lot over the past uh, four years. Guys, come on, he's Dude, he dudes. he left dude's his job. He made bang. two failed video games, and and now he's probably not got quite such a perfect track record to brag about. Because man, I fucking loved Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament so, so- was my favorite shit growing up, so I still have a soft spot
1: for this guy. I love Gears of War. Um but So you probably have this off spot too. Uh, he started doing some he's, he's he didn't like he's the type of dude where something's broken in a game, but he stands by the brokenness and doesn't fix it. Like he's that type of dude. And and he like oh. says it on his Twitter. Like I don't like that type of stuff. I don't like that type of stuff yeah,
2: like, oh. He's you know, he's a bit of a lad yeah. According I mean, like. Is he going to be remembered now as the guy who did Jazzy Jackrabbit and uh, Gears of War and all that? Or is he going to be known as the guy who had Lawbreakers be played by 12 and, people And, on and Steam? acted
0: really cocky and confident about it the whole way through. That's the thing that really sucks about, like, turning a lot of video game developers into personalities. Their personalities oftentimes will not come off as uh, palatable that often, even though the games are fine. Uh, i don't know well according to the man himself on twitter uh cliffy b is quote going to take some time off and reflect i need to focus on myself and my family video games will forever be a part of who i am and i hope to make something new again someday however i need to withdraw and take this time he got that gears money still left over he's gonna he's gonna live off that gears money for a year or so think of something new
2: I mean, he probably does, oh, so but yeah, the fact is, gears. like, he had a studio with people who depended on him, who earned their living
0: mm. for four years. I mean, oh, he
2: no. probably he's probably feeling pretty shitty. So,
1: well,
0: I hope I best hope of those luck, people, Cliffy B, because we know that you're listening I, well, to this. Best us. of luck to Cliffy B's poorly paid underlings. Yeah,
2: yes, yeah. Cliffy B will be okay, whereas the rest of Low Breakers Studio, whatever they call Buskey. Boss key this just, just you know. I hope you land on your feet somewhere. All
0: right. Do you guys want to? Speaking of shooters, oh speaking oh, of speaking of shooters. something, is that is speaking that a segu? A sugu a sugu? It is
2: a sugu It's a sugu Speaking of generic-looking shooters, oh god, oh no. Rage two is announced. Woo! So do Woo! we. Yeah yeah sound the horns it's a game everyone really was asking for
0: why did they bring back rage of all the ips that that id software has lying around they brought back quake they brought back doom machine games has wolfenstein now i mean this is
2: being co-developed by avalanche the guys who did just cause and mad max oh
0: okay Maybe they that just wanted them to make sense. a Mad they, Max game. They, uh,
2: and as know. much as the visuals for the teaser trailer were like terrible, it was. Not <laughs> I kind of like they had. They had. and they had Andrew WK singing a song. I mean, yeah, so, it looks like
0: boards. a real, real party. They got their rebellious uh, punk rock spirits overproducing uh, uh, Bethesda Softworks triple A video game to be sold to a common denominator of. Uh, Tens of millions of, of players, hopefully, if all things go well. But you know, they're they're uh, rocking out with their with their aggressive Andrew WK guitar, and they're they're wearing their all alternative leather, uh, uh, post apocalyptic gutter punk styles that 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 really show how how much they don't give a fuck about mainstream societal etiquette, man. I don't. It looks this fun. begs the looks question, though. Like rebellious, harmless, I mean, this corporate the punk fun
2: e3 is 20 days away
0: oh, and yeah right
2: Bethesda have announced this I don't know whether they did it because it got leaked and they pushed it forward a little bit or if this was always the plan well the trailer
0: looks done it looks like but they this is the thing is like you need to wait what
2: what do what do they have at e3 that is so much enough that they don't even need rage 2 as like that weird little filler thing that they usually do with like trading card games for Elder Scrolls uh, or something. I
0: hope they don't like, have... Like, they must have uh, something
2: pretty big if Rage 2 is just like, oh, we're just going to announce that 20 days before E3. Like, it's only 20 days away. It's not six months before E3. It's 20 days. Like, they must have something going on at E3 then.
0: Crossing my fingers for a, for a rad VR game. For a A full-length, full-budget VR game.
2: VR... We've... we've Put that to bed
1: now.
0: No, George. no, no, oh, no. I want the oasis, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> I'm not going to bed. I'm tired of Fortnite. I'm tired of gun games until I go to bed.
1: Tired of the gun do, games. The I want some RPG <laughs> action and maybe in VR.
2: It would be nice. Maybe in VR.
1: Maybe in VR. I want you to play too, Liam.
2: I, I want to play too.
1: So I'd rather just,
2: spend $80 on cardboard, uh, keyboards. Don't,
1: don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Get some, get some sake. Is that how you say it? Sake. Yeah, it
2: is. Sake. Sake. <laughs> so, sake.
0: Do we got any other news topics you guys want to, want to focus on
2: at all?
1: Mm-hmm. No, know. um. I think the news is that we're ending the podcast. No, no
0: we're not. We're not ending the I mean, podcast. Not, not not
1: forever. Not forever. We're just <laughs> we're just ending this particular episode of the Jesus podcast. Jesus
2: Christ, Matt.
1: Uh, sorry the, the the words the words don't come easy to me. I English is not my first language, as you guys know. Uh, Italian is actually <laughs> our first language. Um, yeah. All right, so um well
0: we are gonna yeah. be rejiggering the sections towards the end of the podcast the the yeah. trivia game uh I don't want to say that it's gone forever it's just gonna it's just hey, gonna guys. take a, a hiatus you know after after so we, many attempts of me and Matt getting nowhere mm-hmm. well,
2: yeah we had emails saying people loved it we had emails saying people didn't like it but it's time it's t- like even for me it's time to move on. It's not that I'm dying inside every time these guys don't get it right.
0: Mm-hmm. Next week, it's, it's, next week we'll time. have listener questions. Don't forget to send them to
2: dadsandsonspodcast@gmail.com. Yeah, send us everything. Send lots of questions. Send Same lots picks. of feedback. We've had lots of mm-hmm. we've had lots of emails about feedback, which is amazing. And most of the feedback is that you like the podcast, which is really nice. It's general, That's generally not feedback. It's just a comment, which is great. But if you have feedback, if you have suggestions for shit we can do,
0: send us suggestions. Send us stuff you think is cool. Send us stuff it. you want us to talk about. Send us news stories you want us to talk about. Hell.
2: Someone sent us an email like five seconds ago talking about if we lived in an alternate reality where you die and you reincarnate it there, and when you die, then you reincarnate it here. And the reason there's so much (laughs) overpopulation here is because there's a war going on in an alternate dimension and everyone's dying. And then his last line is, I have AIDS.
0: That's very. That's literally
2: an email we got it within the past.
0: That's the kind of quality we and you have come to expect here at the (laughs) Daddy Sons, the Bunny Hop (laughs) Podcast podcast.
3: Mm. (laughs) Hmm.
2: Thanks, James Taylor, for that one.
0: So, okay, what are the rules here? There's an alternate reality where you die, you're reincarnated in, but when you die in the alternate reality, you're reincarnated yeah, here. You, then,
2: yeah, so let, let me read that slower, because we're definitely delving into this for five minutes. Okay. What if there's an alternate reality where when you die, you're reincarnated there, and then when you die there, you're reincarnated here, and the reason there's so much overpopulation here is because there's a war going on in the alternate dimension and everyone's dying. I have AIDS. It
0: sounds like a population crisis is occurring on both realms of human existence in that case, then. Both the afterlife and the regular life.
2: No, it sounds like from here he's saying everyone's died in that one and we're slowly dying here. So So it's getting less
0: populated there, but more populated here. Wait, no, that's the Bayonetta universe, right? Because in the Bayonetta universe, the angels and the demons are like having their wars, but it causes cars to like flip around and buildings to collapse in real life.
2: Are you saying there's also that dimension where we reincarnate? It is like giant stone baby angels. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm saying that James Taylor (laughs) might believe that we live in the Bayonetta universe. Like
2: you're just Matt, gonna be walking
1: around the city thanos? and like i thought it was the thanos university something the alternate reality. maybe
2: oh. you know Matt, i, I tell was me, thinking what you, about what, this what would you I, want to be reincarnated when, as when i was when
1: i was driving to george's and i was in that a line of traffic i was like man i'm 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 down with what I, I get it i get what, what thanos <laughs> was talking about because like why would you want to give more supplies like i'm still going to be in traffic you know what i'm saying but if we kill off half the people, uh, traffic oh, would be oh, significantly oh, oh. less, you know? especially oh, we the... could
2: just reincarnate them into a, an alternate dimension where there's a war going on. No. Mm, no let's just kill half the you people, sh-
0: yeah. You just want to kill them. But but then what about the portion of the well, population? Well, Matt, you only that say that because. The economy.
2: Yeah, but Matt only says that because me and him were spared by Thanos. Or whereas... I totally remember
1: watching that movie with my face.
2: Whereas George died.
1: No, I died. George was saved. Right? Wait,
2: George. I thought George died and you survived.
1: No, I didn't survive. I died.
0: That would be very in keeping with Matt's uh, complaints. Luck. (laughs) Yep.
2: Yep. I don't know. I think at this point, fading to ash is like Matt's one life goal. Is that what people fade into? Because I
0: noticed that uh, after I watched um, Avengers Infinity Smash, I, I, I noticed that this um, meme keeps popping up. Uh, uh, references from that movie, you know, that that I saw. There's There's frequent scenes where people, like, fly away into poorly CGI-drawn triangles. But were they supposed to be ashes?
2: I think it's ash. I don't know what else it could possibly be. In the film, it's very... Like oh yes I remember. Hey, this is that. spoilers for Infinity War. <laughs> We've done this twice now. <laughs> My last words would be
1: like Final Fantasy 15 is shit. Oh, then I'll just fade away.
2: Bye bye. Labo is worth more of your money. <laughs> 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 just playing in the background. <laughs> it's you and George just fade into death. <laughs> I almost text someone.
1: Yes, Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we still recording?